Prologue, 2004, Greenwich Village, New York. I'm sick and tired of love coming in under the wire of always looking down the road and believing everything I everything I told myself. Adam? Yeah. Oh my God, Christina, how are you? Wow, it was Molly Ringwald from the restaurant. It had been a few years, but same red hair, longer now. Wow, hi. Hi, it's good to see you. How are you even here? Um, um my, my boyfriend is playing here at midnight. Oh, no way. Adam, you guys were so good. Seriously, that was a great set. Ah, oh, thanks. It took me a minute to realize it was you because I never knew you sang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know either. Um, yeah, I, I don't really. Oh, come on. That was great. Oh, God, thanks. Yeah, my, my brother moved back here from Seattle, and uh, I've been singing back up with him and his college friends, you know. He writes the songs. It's, it's been really fun, but uh-huh. I just, I don't know if singing in front of people is really my thing, but, you know. Oh, God, no, you should. You sound really good. <laughs> yeah, we're having a good time. So uh, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I'm still singing. Also coaching young singers, which has been fun. Right on. I'm bartending at McHale's. Great. Oh, wow. I I love that bar. That's a really good gig, right? Yeah, it's been like two years there. Yeah, it's like the best bar in New York. Right? (laughs) Um, I I was, uh, I got back from, I was in California in in school. Oh, good for you. Congrats. Thanks. It was was really good. So I got back maybe, uh, God, like three years ago now. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Hey, do you know whatever happened to Caroline? Because I, I called her just before I left for California. Oh. And uh, her number was disconnected. Um, oh my god, Adam, she never called you? Uh, no, no, uh, what? Is, is she okay? I Still Think About You. Part 3. Present Day, Sag Harbor, New York. So I'm gonna skip ahead here. Don't skip anything on my account. No, I mean, uh, we can talk about it some other time. But uh, in terms of this story I'm telling, the years in between aren't so important. I mean, they were, but... Maybe you do need to talk about it. No. Well, uh, sure, in a nutshell... Try not to edit yourself. I I became myself in those years. The turn of the century, you know. Something happens to guys, me, when I was uh, about 27. Saturn returns, maybe. Is that a... Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
I just, I grew up, you know, physically, emotionally, artistically, sexually. Made the best friends, lifelong friends. Logged so many of those 10,000 hours we hear about, I matured. Late, probably. But it felt good. I finally admitted to myself that I was really an actor and an artist, which took a lot, you know. Where I come from, you don't just grow up thinking you can just be an actor. And yet you did. Yeah. Yeah. And after a lot of self-reflection, it became clear that I was gay. Took long enough. Do you judge yourself for that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm kidding. Sort of. You know, we do the best we can. I did the best I could at the time. Get on with it. No, no, it's not that interesting. This isn't that story. Maybe it is. Part of it. I don't want this to be about my life being hard for me. You know, everyone has stuff. You know, things happen to us. Uh, stuff you want to forget. But, you know, this isn't about that. No one escapes that. Breathe. Breathe. Go on. Well, in, in some ways, for a long time, uh, a lot of the confusion I had was wrapped up in um, my oldest brother's death when I was young. John, he was John. It was an accident, you know. Uh, I'd see his friends coming home from college. They'd become men. And it was so painful, you know, the loss all over again. But in a different way, the finality that he'd always be 16 and life went on without him, I realized. So for a long time, I, I confused uh, attraction, I guess, with this void, this loss. Can you say more? Sure. It, it felt like uh, searching, wanting to bring him back. It felt like journeying for years to find someone who was unfindable. But you can't. And it wasn't that, it turns out. You know, you find ways to deny things or uh, justify things. Breathe. I didn't really deal with it then, so it comes up later anyway. In your time. Anyway, it was painful, to say the least. Sure. But, uh, you know, I did have good friends who were gay and straight who were really supportive. So I was lucky. I think being gay is hard for everyone for a while. Less so now? Yeah, less so now. You're okay. I'm good. But don't get me wrong, I, I need to put myself in the headspace I was in back then. You know, coming to terms with it was hard. And what did you discover? Well, uh, you know, you're not alone. Everyone has stuff they deal with. My life is really good. I actually, I love that I'm gay. I think it's a gift. I never change it. It's made me more empathetic, more compassionate, among other things. <sighs> so, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to describe how I felt years ago. But that does bring me back to uh, what I think is important about this story here, uh, getting back on track. So I was working as an actor during this time in the mid-2000s. Lots of plays at some great regional theaters, stages in Pittsburgh, Minneapolis, San Diego, Buffalo, D.C., Boston, New Haven, a lot of American classics, and new plays, which I loved. 
It felt good, you know, to finally get to do this thing I'd envisioned for years. Take what I'd been doing in school and get to apply it at a high level at great theaters. Please, continue. I realized I wanted my life to be more in New York, and those jobs came in time. Work begets work. I was happy when I was working. I'd tried and failed at a relationship with a guy. A few really hard breakups there. Life happens, you know. Trying relationships with men alternately felt great and freeing and awkward and isolating. You gotta learn how to live, you know, what you really want. I want. So, I was dating around this time. Say, 2007 or so. Ten years since the restaurant, the law firm. Get to the party. Where it changed, shifted. I had this friend, Luther, who made stained glass beautiful stuff. And he was having a party at his apartment one night. Sort of an opportunity to show off his work and get his friends together. Which promised to be an eclectic group. So... Summer 2007, New York City. So I head over. Beautiful, late summer night in Hell's Kitchen. Up the three flights of stairs. Steamy from the late summer walk. Old building, peeling paint. And into this other world. Bookshelves and ladders to the ceiling. His beautiful work showcased in front of lights around the apartment. Gleaming bright and muted glass. Sort of... Cubism, like Jacob Lawrence, I thought. Thirty people or so here. Mostly artists, maybe. It's cooler in here, in many ways. So I pour myself a whiskey. A little small talk with a director I had auditioned for once. Hey, what's happening? Yeah, it's good to see you, too. How are you? Hey, how are you? Hey there, I'm Adam. Nice to meet you. Great place, right? And a few people I don't know. Checking out the crowd. Artistic. Cool. Low-key. Uniquely New York, like Luther. But I see this guy in the corner. Who is that? Who is that? He catches my eye. I think. Did he? A bit older. He's in great shape. Looks like a ranch hand, maybe? No, a longshoreman. Huh. Who the hell's this guy? He's talking closely with this woman. Maybe a date? Or... No, he definitely caught my eye. Huh. Not a date. An acquaintance, maybe? I don't know. I just keep thinking, why is this guy so familiar? Who is that? So I spot Luther, grab him from his conversation. Woohoo! There he is! There he is. Adam! Thanks for coming, brother. <laughs> so good to see you. First of all, great party, and your work looks incredible like this. Not bad, right? Yeah, I love the way you mounted these. What do you call that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I found a way to um, retrofit these light boxes behind the glass, made some frames out of it, a window where there never was a window. Right? Definitely a labor of love. You lost me at retrofit? I fell asleep, but... uh, <laughs> no, It's nice. It looks great. But I sold three pieces so far. What? Uh-huh. That's uh -huh. great, man. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'd buy a few if I could afford them. <laughs> Luther, you're like a fancy artist now. I'm just a simple kid from Texas, Adam. <laughs> yeah, just a simple kid who sells expensive stained glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, um, second of all, and more importantly, who is that guy to my five o'clock in the flannel shirt? 
I feel like I know him. Oh, that's Tom. Tom Carey, the writer. Oh, shit, right. Oh, my God, I I, I recognize him from his... Uh... Wait, you haven't met him? No, but I've read his books. How is that possible? I don't know. Where the hell would I have met him? Yeah, we're doing this now. Wait, maybe... Hey, Tom. I'm sorry to interrupt. You gotta meet my buddy. He's an actor here. Adam McClure, this is... Tom Carey. Nice to meet you. Tom, of course. It's uh, it's great to meet you, man. I'm, I'm Adam McClure. Adam. Yeah, it's crazy. I was over there wondering where I knew you from, and I realized I recognized you from your book jacket. Yeah? Yeah. Right. I'm gonna leave you two to talk. <laughs> I read Longdale Furnace, like maybe, uh, God, ten years ago? Oh. <laughs> okay. What? No, I'm kidding. Sort of. What is it? I'm just self-deprecating. Self-flagellation, maybe. When someone mentions that title now, I just... Really? Yeah. I mean, it's... It's complicated. No, tell me. I'm just so judgmental because I was so young when I wrote it. What the fuck are you talking about? That book is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. No, really, that book meant a lot to me. Well, I... (laughs) I think I found it at the right time, too. Well, good. I hope you bought the hardback. (laughs) (laughs) I I did, actually. (laughs) And uh, Warrior, also in hardback. Well, I didn't buy it, but... No, I'm kidding. Hey, thank you, really. Yeah. So that's how I knew your face. So, hi. God, who knew you'd be here? Well, who knew you'd be here, Adam? (sighs) So, Luther's work is amazing, right? How long have you guys known each other? And that was the beginning of our time together. In the late summer of 2007, after we talked for a while, had another drink, he said, Well, you made my night, I must say. Handsome actor from the Rust Belt. (laughs) Thanks. It is, uh, it's so great to talk to you. Really. Unfortunately, I gotta hit the road soon. I have to drive back to Rhinebeck before it gets too late, or before you force me to have another whiskey. You bastard. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you got me that last drink, so... (laughs) Well, how about uh, another night? Soon? Even? Or how about tonight? In Rhinebeck? Seriously? What do you have against Rhinebeck, Adam? (laughs) Adam? Uh, nothing, now. Uh, I mean, really? Sure. Come up, it's not that late. I'll build a fire, we can have a snack, I'll... I can drive you to the train in the morning if you hate it. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Come on. This would be, uh, for, uh... Okay. 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 Tom Carey. Huh. Adam, come Come on, on. let's go, come Come on. on. (laughs) Why do I feel like I'm getting myself into a Ted Bundy situation here? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I should tell Luther I'm going home with you in case I'm not heard from again. (laughs) Present day. So I did go. It was amazing, as first dates go. He did make a snack, which we ate on the floor. I marveled over his vinyl collection, rediscovering all that album artwork from my youth, the smell of the jackets, the feel of it. Please, go on. Uh, well, you know, he was a wonderful guy. 
charmingly neurotic, disarming, romantic. That first night was sexy. He lived in the woods, in a cabin, sort of. It was a carriage house he rented from this wealthy, sweet woman next door. They were pretty close. He did chores for her. She baked them muffins. He'd recently sold his house nearby and moved over here to this smaller place. It all seemed so of another era. In the best way. There was rough-hewn wood everywhere, paintings, books. The mugs were all pottery. The food was organic. We woke up, and there they were, on cue, warm muffins in a basket, like she knew. It wasn't weird, it was just, uh, it was different than living in Manhattan and not knowing who my neighbors were for years, you know? You'd get clues over the months. Arguments through the thin walls, the music, the scent of the foods they made. I'd missed friendly neighbors and trees, streams, hiking. So you started a relationship? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was it was great. I'd go up there and spend a weekend and come back to Manhattan and audition. I wasn't in a play at the time, so we spent a lot of time together for the first uh, couple months into that fall of 2007. He valued our time together, valued me, which uh, was a first, I think, for me. And he'd been single a long time, surprisingly. What else about him? It seems like he fits into this story. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> um, I just need to tell you a little bit about him, so uh, it will all make sense. Continue. Uh, he was an amazing... Physical shape. Admirable. Um, he worked out a lot. <laughs> Why do you laugh? Uh, he, he wore car hearts and hiking boots at the gym while working out or at home. Not in a tough guy way, but kind of endearing, sweet. He just, he didn't care. Unselfconscious, you know. He was, he was into, he was big into supplements, herbs, powders, tinctures. Yeah, I'd tease him because this stuff was all over his kitchen he got it sent to him in care packages by one of his trainer friends. Tom was really into that, you know. He, he seemed to know a lot about that stuff. 2007, Rhinebeck, New York. So how'd you get into all the supplements and stuff? Did you just do research on your own, or...? Yeah, a lot on my own. Yeah, reading, talking to people. A good friend of mine lives up Rochester, Anthony. Well friend. We've never actually met, but correspond a lot the last couple of years. Really interesting guy. Tony the Trainer, I call him. Tony the Trainer, yeah. <laughs> Here, I'll show you his website. He knows a ton about supplements and herbs and... Nice. He got me started on ashwagandha. Uh, okay, so he's responsible for the ashwagandha coffee? <laughs> yeah, blame him. <laughs> yep, those things don't go together. Just... <laughs> Just FYI. Great guy, though. Married guy, two daughters. Here he is. Wow. He's handsome. Woof. Yeah, he really is. What does he look like? Oh, uh, Steve Young, the quarterback, sort of. Wow, good-looking guy. Nice-looking family, too. He reached out to me first a couple of years ago because he read my first book. Really? Wow, that's awesome. See, you're, uh, you're famous and stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no. It's interesting, he emailed me and said he really related to the main character in Longdale Furnace and that he never felt understood growing up. 
He's been married maybe, I don't know, 10 years. But in the past couple of years, he realizes that he's bisexual. He wants to figure it all out, I guess. Wait, what? <laughs> wow, that is an unexpected twist. <laughs> huh. Well, that's a compliment, you know, that he reached out. Fucking meathead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he wants you to teach him how to be bi or what? <laughs> yeah, no. No. I'm just kidding. I hope he knows. I'm kidding, by the way. Oh, no, nah. We talk like every other week. He asks advice. I'm more like the priest in this situation. His counselor. Yeah, nice. Uh, so he's a trainer in, uh, where is he? Oh, Rochester. Right. Care packages from Tony in Rochester. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's smart. He reads a lot. Articulate. He asks questions, you know. Wow, that is, uh, that's so not the first impression I get from these pictures. Yeah? Not that he couldn't be smart and sensitive. Just, uh... <laughs> People can surprise you, Adam. True that, Tom. <laughs> Tony. Tony. <laughs> Tony. Jeez. Tony. <laughs> hey. Present day, Sag Harbor, New York. It was a fun time, you know. Everything was new. We were getting to know each other. There was so much uh, goodness and love, renewed hope. I realize now it was fast, you know. Ah. We dove into it head first, both of us, in retrospect. Right. He was fun to riff with about everything, you know. Stupid everyday stuff, making it a joke. It made me realize how important that was in a relationship. For me, anyway. Finding the humor, the absurdity of it all, someone to laugh with. Sounds like it's a good relationship. And I think it took him by surprise, too. He was content, you know, settled in his life. He certainly had had some relationships and flings, some friends with benefits. I thought it was cool he was friends with the trainer... You know, he explained he loved living in the Hudson Valley, but it could feel isolating at times. He had assorted friends who loved him, but he connected with Tony, the trainer, on a deeper level as a friend. You know, Tom admitted it was refreshing to make an adult friendship like that, albeit virtual, albeit platonic. You know, he said, Tony actually asks me questions about my life and what I want to do. And it feels good. And I said, yeah, I know what you mean. I missed those times, those nights in grad school, when we talked about our lives, where we came from, what we wanted, the lifelong friends I met there who were now starting families of their own or moving to L.A. to do TV shows. And I was enjoying being around non-actors for the first time in a while. I was working a lot, and, and I love actors, but I realized the importance of having a wider circle of friends out in the world. It was, uh, it was quick, our connection, our togetherness. You know, I spent a lot of time up there. He was working on a new project. One of his more recent novels from uh, 2005, he was adapting for the stage for a small theater up in Portland, Maine, to be produced early in the new year. And so he'd be going up there for a week in, uh, in November to meet with the creative team and uh, cast the play, find the actors who would do it. 
you know. So I told him I'd love to come up with him for part of this first trip. You know, it'd be a chance to get away, see a new city together, spend some of his downtime. I'd never been to Portland. So, uh, you know, it, it sounded great. He was initially reluctant. Why was he reluctant? Um, it, it was fine at the time. He explained he might not have a lot of free time. Didn't want me to be bored, he said. I remember watching him make this decision. It was like an inner struggle, fighting to say yes. What was the struggle about? To lean into this, to admit this relationship could go somewhere, I thought. I remember that moment of conflict. Funny what you remember. Then, just as easily, he said, Sure, come. It'd be great to have you there. Sure. Come, it'd be great of to have course. you there. Of course, I want you to come. Of course, I want you to come. So, a few weeks later, uh, just before Thanksgiving, Tom was headed to Portland on the train. He had sort of a fear of flying, which was surprising and adorable, at least for a while. <laughs> I would go up a few days later, and we'd take the train back together. It would be romantic, he thought. I didn't disagree. So I took the train to Portland. Late that afternoon, I got to his hotel, a cool old historical place in the old port, this uh, great harbor there. It felt good to get away. New scenery, beautiful old Red brick and cobblestones next to ramshackle piers. Lobster cages, old fishing boats, the sea spray in the air. We talked at dinner about his day. The theater, they were looking for an older actress and a younger guy to play the leads in the production. He showed me some of their resumes. He respected my opinion. This process was new to him again after a long time. And we returned to the hotel that night after... A few drinks. 2007, Portland, Maine. <laughs> I like the way you think, Adam. <laughs> you can't. Get off me. There are cameras in the hallway. That lady at the front desk is... Adam. You think so? Yeah? Tom, where's your fucking key? I like that, too. <laughs> Stop. Don't force me to have another whiskey. Adam. I'm serious. You crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> uh, nice to be back. <laughs> that was great. Thanks for dinner. Adam? <sighs> Adam. Yeah, that's me. You got that thing, buddy boy. Yeah, you too. <laughs> and you're welcome. The restaurant was pretty good, right? It's the least I could do. Yeah? <laughs> Thank you for booking us in the fanciest hotel in all of Portland. You think so? Yeah? Yeah. I think it is the fanciest hotel here. <laughs> you bastard. I'm kidding. I love it. It's cool. It's got some history close to the harbor. Nice view out here. Wow, check it out. Yeah. Amazing. The street lights and the water out there. Right? Adam. I know. Oh, I left my phone here. Let me just check my voicemail. Sure. I'll check mine, too. Whoa. <laughs> How do I have 12 missed calls? Really? 12? What the hell? No caller ID. 
every one. Wow. Wrong number, maybe? Maybe. <laughs> what the hell? Wow, that's scary. No caller ID. What is that? Are they blocking it? Or doesn't that fancy new iPhone pinpoint the exact name, location, social security number? <laughs> Shit. That is... God, that's weird. We put our phones away again. Must be a wrong number. A mistake, we say. I'm thinking I will remember this night. Just us alone, in a new city, in a strange hotel. I feel free, unencumbered, healed with him. Does that make sense? He puts on music from his laptop. He grabs me, takes me in his arms, holds me close, whispers in my ear. Dance with me, Adam. Adam. Dance, dance with, with me, Adam. Adam. And we dance, slow, sweet. This feeling I'm having that all is right with this world. It's slow dancing for the first time. In many ways, it feels like. Dance with me, Adam. The vividness of it in color. Kodachrome. We're drunk on the moment, in love, looking out the giant window to the street below, a few couples walking by under the street lights, unaware. Jesus, that scared the shit out of me. Hold on. Hello? Hello? <sighs> what, they hung up? Hold on. Hold on. Hi there. Uh, I'm in room 308. Was the front desk calling just now? I have a few missed calls on my cell, too, and I just... Yes, it is. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thanks. She said a gentleman just called asking for me in room 308 that she connected him. Huh. Does anyone else know you're here? Because no one knows I'm here. I'm trying to think. Uh... No, I didn't tell anyone where I'm staying. What? That doesn't make sense. I mean... Shit. What the hell's going on? You have 12 missed calls on your cell phone. Now someone's calling our room and, and nobody knows we're here? I mean, what the fuck? Clearly someone knows you're here and wants a piece of you. Which, I mean, I can understand, but... Let's maybe close the shades here, because you never know. Maybe it's the president of your fan club. Portland, chapter president. <laughs> I don't have a fan club. Yeah, well, you uh, you should, probably. I'm your number one fan, Paul. <laughs> you bastard. That's uh, Stephen King. He's a, he's a writer. You motherfucker. Who's written a few books. They take place in Maine, actually. Uh-huh. See, it all, it all comes together. <laughs> You got that thing, buddy boy. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> Waking up the next morning, Tom took off early for work. Can still feel him there with me in the bed. The scent of his shampoo on the pillow. I sleep a little longer, shower, grab my camera bag, and start to make my way down toward the coffee shop. I saw last night. I see it there down two blocks, down the cobblestone street toward the harbor. It's colder up here. Late fall turning into an early winter, no doubt. Beautiful here, the morning fog. 
I'll sit with the coffee, take some photos, down by the port. The lobstermen coming in, still bleary-eyed, a little hungover. Trying to negotiate the uneven cobblestones beneath me. Wow. I'm thinking, I will always remember last night. Breathe in the air. The salt air. God, it feels so good to be in another... Mr. McClure. What? Mr. McClure. What? Dylan! Hey! What's going on, man? How are you? Uh, what, what are you doing here? Uh, I could ask you the same thing. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm good. What was the question? What was he asking me? Sorry, I just, uh, I just woke up. I'm, I'm a little <sighs> foggy. But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm here, uh, helping a friend work on a project for a few days. Huh. What about you, man? I haven't seen you in, God, is it ten years? How are you doing? It's, uh, something's not right. It's so crazy to run into you here. How did you even see me? Uh, a friend of mine got her PhD, and um, a few of us just came up here to celebrate with her. Oh, nice. That's uh, that's great. Yeah. Um, who's whose play are you working on? Uh, it's my friend Tom. <laughs> wow, that's um, Adam. Are, are you here with Tom Carey? Oh God, yes, of course. Oh man, uh, yeah. Just I didn't put that together at first. It's uh. You know, so out of context. <laughs> I haven't had coffee yet, so... <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Tom Tom and I became friends uh, this year. We, we met at a party randomly over the summer. <laughs> and um, he asked me to come up here. He's uh, working on an adaptation of one of his uh, novels. Um, so I'm just uh, I'm up for a few days. But uh, yeah, it's nice, nice to get away, you know. It's... Uh, <clears throat> How, how long are you staying? Uh, I, I don't know exactly. Um, a few days? Don't tell him. Um, yeah, that's, that's so crazy. I, I, uh, I was having breakfast this, this morning at my hotel, and I, uh, I thought I saw Tom in the lobby. Yeah? Yeah, it's just really, really weird. I'm trying to get my head around this. What do you mean? Um, Adam, uh, are you, um, are you staying with him? He's... He's agitated. Why is he so nervous? Don't turn around. Don't turn your back. The sides of his mouth are foaming. White at the edges. Mr. McClure. Uh, Mr. McClure? Mr. McClure. Mr. McClure. Mr. McClure. God, he looks so unhealthy. Pale. Sunken. Sunken. His teeth are browner than before. From smoking? Ten years. Jesus. Adam, uh, are you... Are you staying with him? Staying with him? Um, no. No. Um, <laughs> this is so crazy. Why? <clears throat> um, how, how well do you know Tom? Well enough. Why? What are you asking? <laughs> I can't believe this. He, he moved to the exact same town as me in the Hudson Valley. Exact, exact same. What? Exact same town. Exact same town. Yeah, I don't know what to say, man. He's lived up there for... Uh, 20 years? Or more? Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and he just moved right near me. And now he's here in my hotel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what you're asking, Dylan. Uh, I don't know what to say. You seem nervous, Adam. <sighs> Why do you seem nervous? I'm feeling this fight-or-flight thing that's happened only a few times in my life. He might be out of his mind, uh... Temporary insanity, maybe? 
It's not drugs. Something isn't right. Why are you so nervous? <laughs> Dylan, normally when you see someone on the street after uh, ten years, you'd ask how I am, uh, what, what I'm doing. Th- this is... I know. I know what you're doing. I know you've been in plays. You've, you've done well. <laughs> That's... Yeah, because you seem upset. Do not get weird with me, Adam. I've known you a long time. Don't turn your back. Look, I'm sorry. It seems like maybe you... I, I've I've known Tom for years, Adam. You know this. Yeah, I know. I, I remember. It's fine. I, I just... Be very careful, Adam. There are things about him you don't know. Things I'm sure he hasn't told you. And he just walks away. Up the cobblestone street. Not back to the hotel, but into an adjacent alley. Seemingly into the void, like a ghost. What the fuck? What the fuck was that? What the fuck? What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? My heart is pounding through my chest. I'm dizzy, sweating profusely. I know Tom is probably working right now, but I try his cell. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. I text him. Please call me when you get a break. I get to the cafe. I'll have an iced coffee. Down it quickly. Can I get a refill? Get another. Ill-advised. Don't do it. Don't do it. Trying to make sense of what just happened. What the the fuck was that? Running into an old friend on the street. Ten years. Brown teeth. His mouth is foaming. What is that? White at the edges. Mucus or what? The same. But like, like he's... Stitched together. But no, he's real. He's real. He's real. He's real. I'll always remember last night. I'll always remember last night. Free. 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 Breathe in the salt air. Breathe in the salt air. Breathe in the salt air. Unencumbered. Healed, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Mr. McClure. Mr. McClure. Mr. McClure. Mr. McClure. Mr. McClure. Mr. McClure. My smile quickly fading, seeing him. God, I need to shower again. What did he say? Remember. I gotta remember. What did he say? Don't get weird with me, Adam. Get weird with me, Adam. Get weird with me, I've known Adam. you a long time. Do not get weird with me, Adam. I've known you a long time. Do not get weird with me, Adam. a long time. How long are you staying? How long are you staying? How long are you staying? How long are you uh, staying? How, how long are you staying? Like the zombie version of himself, but real. 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 He's real. Same sport coat, same jeans, boots, long hair, even wet. He looked, but more importantly, why is he here? He's not a zombie, not a ghost. He's just this guy. A guy that I knew. Something isn't right. Something isn't right. Why is he here? And why does this all feel so strange? strange like an out-of-body experience what the fuck i'm sitting facing the door pulse still racing my camera in my hands but i'm staring out the window across the street i guess jesus tom hey thanks for getting back to me adam do you know this guy dylan lodge tom hello tom are you there I still think about you. I still think about you. I still think about you. 
I still think about you. I still think about you.